We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Tell me who can guard in this league. I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. It's Friday, February 28th, 2020. Alex Berutha here across from Shannon McEwen. And on the line is Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard. Today we're going to talk about some rest of season free agent suggestions. Later in the show, we're going to talk about DFS, but right now we are going to get started with news. Steph Curry will return Sunday for a home game against the Wizards. Obviously, the Warriors are not in a position to do anything of relevance this season except make the lottery. Uh, And Shannon, I don't think Steph Curry is really going to affect that dramatically either way. No, I mean, they're pretty much locked into the worst record in the league. They have five less wins than any other team. Um, I, I, My worry with Curry is just the fact that they have 23 games left. You know, right. What would you put the, the over-under? Yeah, what would you put the over-under game count on? I mean, I, he was available, widely available in our keeper league for next to nothing, and no one bit. And, and the reason why I didn't is because I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to maybe play half those games – and if he only plays half those games, then he's a risk to put into your weekly lineup. He's going to play right. all the home games. I was just <laughs> going to say that, Ken. Uh, yeah, I think they'll try really hard to make sure he's available for home games. Um, to give those people paying, I think it's, is it $3 million for an upper deck ticket? Is that what they're going for? Um, <laughs> so they get to see Steph Curry. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he played roughly half of the next you know, available Ooh. games, but... I would I would like to see him play as many as possible. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, clearly, if, if you're in a daily in a daily moves league, uh, a great option. But otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100, percent Shannon. The game count, especially on the road, could be terrifying. Uh, and this obviously, uh, as as disturbing as this is, is to say, this cuts into Kai Bowman and Jordan Poole, uh, <laughs> their fantasy relevance, and uh, probably even some Damian Lee. I'm interested to see how him and Wiggins mesh. 
but um, that's just that's not really fantasy relevant. That's that's more real life relevant. Uh, Ken, uh, we have some news uh, about Giannis. Yeah, Giannis probable for tonight, claiming some back soreness after uh, being in back-to-back games earlier this week. You guys are in Wisconsin. You hearing any more scuttlebutt on this? Uh, he gets a sore back once in a while. Um, Bucks are eight games in first place. Are we just going to see a lot of load management shenanigans like this now through the end uh, of the season out of uh, Milwaukee? It wouldn't surprise me. Nick and I talked about yesterday. I think it's on the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get the Bucks under 70 wins for minus 155, um, like that. which I kind of think is a, a solid bet considering they could rest some guys down the stretch. Um, pretty, I mean, you have to, you know, there's a push in there somewhere. So, you know, if you, even if you wanted the plus money, you'd have to, they would actually have to get the 71 wins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ken, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they rested Giannis at any point uh, down the stretch, especially since he's had back soreness and last year was having a knee issue that never really got super resolved. Um, yeah. yeah. And how good they've been without him as well. Right. I mean, they, they absolutely can rest him. Right. Sure. They They're up they eight still games, rest for goodness sakes. Yeah. I mean, they've been so good without him that it's almost <laughs> like he shouldn't even be in the MVP consideration. Oh, boy. Let's just get into it now. We we had this as a bullet point to end the news. But uh, for you of those that for those of you not sure what they're alluding to, James Harden had a recent interview with ESPN's Rachel Nichols. Nichols kind of egged him on about the jokes Giannis was making during the All-Star Game draft. Does he pass or not? Of course, Harden points, or maybe it was Nichols, pointed out he's 10th in assists, and Giannis is, or uh, 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 Kemba Walker's 36th in assists, who was drafted ahead of uh, Harden. Uh, let's start with Alex. Why don't you give the uh, Giannis side uh, a reply to this uh, interview? I Well, first I'll say this started when Harden last year was upset about winning the MVP, which I'm not saying he shouldn't have been. Because he was incredible. Upset about um, Giannis winning the MVP. He was upset about Giannis winning the MVP. Um, and said that the media basically created the narrative before the year that Giannis should win MVP. And that it ultimately became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, and that's the reason Giannis won MVP. I understand that he's upset. Uh, then, So then Giannis, before the All-Star game, basically said, or after the All-Star game, basically said our game plan down the stretch was to just ISO James Harden because he sucks at defense, and that was our game plan. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, then James Hargan said last night, uh, Giannis uh, has, is not a skilled player because he's seven feet tall, and all he does is run and dunk. And that he averages, that Hargan averages more assists than Giannis, uh, so he's better than Giannis. Um, I, I really don't know where to start. Uh, Giannis. Everything Harden said is true. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not saying Giannis isn't good. But everything he said, Giannis is good because he's seven foot, he can run, he can dunk. He's got he's got good basketball IQ, good vision, everything else. But, but, you know, uh, defense. but isn't this isn't defense. this like saying Kobe was better than Shaq because Kobe was shorter and Shaq wasn't skilled tech because if he was you just take so out big? The physical side of it, the physical component, yeah, sure, sure. I, I think I, I think most people actually believe Kobe is better than Shaq. I well, I think a lot of people do too. But I I would like to argue that Giannis be, being able to be seven feet tall and as athletic as him is an insane skill. And to be able to get to the basket, spin, Euro. How many seven footers have we seen over the past I don't know what what's modern basketball, 10, 20 years that have been his height point. and can play every position on the court maybe except shooting guard and can, can dribble, can pass, can shoot a little bit. Uh, very little bit, very little bit. <laughs> it's cool. I, I love, I, I love Giannis in all, all joking aside. I love Giannis. I don't think anything Harden said is necessarily wrong. And I will defend Harden because shots were fired on Giannis' side first, both during the NBA all-star draft. And then after the game, and Harden locked up Giannis, and the and, and LeBron's team won because of it. So I think it's hilarious. Uh, I think without a doubt, Harden should have won the MVP last year. 
And I also think that without a doubt, Giannis should win it this year. Because at the amount, the the dominance, the pure dominance of the Bucks this year is absurd. I mean, it, it, they're playing much better than they did even last year when they were so dominant. And and Giannis is the reason. He's the reason why their whole game plan works. I I think Giannis. I, I would say Harden is definitely better, a better offensive player than Giannis. I don't really think that's an argument. I think Luka Doncic is a better offensive player than Giannis, but. Yeah, Yagas gets the bump because of his defense. Yeah, of course. He should be defense player of the year this year. Yeah, th- that's the problem with every player A versus player B argument in NBA is defense either doesn't come up or it comes up way too late in the argument. And that's why Jordan's always going to be the best player ever because he was oh, he was a best dog. defensive player in the league when, during his prime. He was a fierce best. dog. He and Pip, oh man, when they, especially when, when they were young with Pippen and Grant, oh my gosh, the defense the Bulls played was just lockdown, junkyard dog, scrapping, get you at the half-court line at multiple positions. It was awesome. That's who the Clippers are trying to be this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I agree with you guys. I mean, the, the amount of, I mean, we have more information as far as like basketball stats than ever before, and there will still be people on Twitter who are like, yeah, but points per game, you know, Trey's better than Luca because more assists. Like yeah. I see that all the time. It's insane. Yeah. Um, well, you're you're on Twitter too much though. That's true. I'm what you and the, your the last thing generation. I'll the last thing I'll say about this is I'm actually happy that this feud, I guess you could call it, is happening. I think it's good for the league. It's I think fun, it's a good yeah. discussion. I think <laughs> if they end up being in the finals together, it'll be awesome. Uh, yeah. So. You know the difference, though? You know the difference? Giannis says something and laughs, and it's funny. Harden looks a little pouty. Certainly in the Nichols interview, he looks like, oh, I don't know. His beard muffles the chuckles. Like you can't there's, no ch- <laughs> there's no chuckle. <laughs> we will, of course, embed the uh, Nichols interview, uh, if we can, uh, in the pod post so you can see what we're talking about. But, gentlemen, let's move on to other news. That was fun, I hope. That was cathartic for both of you. Um, let's go to Cleveland. Andre Dumman out again due to a calf injury. Should the Cavaliers be demanding that the Pistons send back John Henson? <laughs> I, that's fine. <laughs> totally okay with that. Damaged goods. I uh, Yeah, the Drummond situation has been weird. Traded for him. Now they don't really play him. Uh, obviously, he's hurt right now, but he was only playing like 25, 24 minutes a game over the past few. Yeah, they cut his minutes. They cut his then, minutes. To play Tristan Thompson, presumably. Is there no buyout for Tristan Thompson? Is that not going to happen? Or is Thompson's camp testing the market with teams? I kind of thought the buyout would happen by now. It, it, yeah, it seemed more. I mean, it's more and more unlikely every day. I still think that it would make sense for the Cavs to do it, even if you're paying him. The full amount, like even if you're not saving money from the buyout, just paying him to say go away seems like the better option in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, the Cavs, if I were the Cavs brass, I would not want Drummond to pick up his player option. And if I'm Drummond's agent, odds are I'm telling him to pick up that player that that uh, player option for next year because 29 mil. Is an insane amount to pass up. It's unlikely they, he's get, but, he's not going to get well, anywhere near that on the annual basis. Well, what year. has I mean, changed? I mean, but Cleveland clearly wants him to take, pick up his option because really, what has changed for them since they made the trade? If if you don't want Drummond to pick up his option, you don't make that trade, right? You would think so. You think so, unless they had a change of heart immediately after trading, <laughs> making the trade, which I think is what happened. You think uh, the coaching change occurred. Bickerstaff has more power, and uh, Bickerstaff is saying, "Whoa, you guys made this move when I was an assistant. Now I hate it. Let's get Drummond out of here. Make him angry by not playing him." Yeah, you would think you would want the asset so that next year you could flip him for something. But I don't know. On the bright side, he shoot. He he's four of nine from three you mean, since you mean uh, joining Brandon, the Cavs. You're saying like if Brandon Knight's available, you want to make a deal. Right, yeah, get him back. Uh, <laughs> All right, here's a tough question. What do you do if you own Drummond? 
What are you doing in fantasy? I have him on. I just traded him. I just traded him. I just traded him in a three for one with, with, um, oh gosh, who did it? Yeah, with OG and, um, and, uh, oh gosh, a point guard, a really, oh, Fox in okay. Fox or, uh, wait, what's that? Yeah. Who did you get back? Uh, I, all I got, uh, Russell Westbrook, but I'm, I'm in a game count league where I'm ahead of schedule on game counts. So I was trying to make a two or three for one. Okay. I was worried about Drummond's minutes going down. And, uh, so, and, and Fox, and I needed to improve it. Fox is banged up. Fox is banged up. I actually saw a Kings reporter the other day say that, uh, Fox has been kind of injured all year and he's just been playing through it. Um, so on his I, uh, it's getting worse, not better, unfortunately. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Drummond four of nine from three since joining the Cavs. Uh, but on the downside, when he's on the court, they are minus 27 per 100 possessions. So, not great there. Um, is that better or worse than when he's when he's off the court? Uh, it's it's twenty Cleveland. points worse. Twenty points worse. Twenty uh, points worse than regular Cleveland? Really? Yeah, it's an incredible stat. It's uh, genuinely shocking. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the Kings, Ken, last night they uh, they 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 blew a lead. Nineteen point lead in the third quarter to lose to OKC one twelve one oh eight. Uh, this was in OKC. Uh, Thunder are now fifth in the West. I see a delicious storyline here, gentlemen. Could Chris Paul and the OKC Thunder eliminate the Houston Rockets in the first round? The Rockets are fourth now. I'm sure Giannis would have nothing to say about that. <laughs> um, Isn't that a delicious round one storyline, though? I, I'd love to see Rockets Thunder. I think that'd be great. I would love to see Rockets Thunder. I would love to see Clippers Thunder. Um, I that's a tough question. I think this, you know, Stephen Adams being there complicates things because the the Rockets have gone with this huge small ball, huge small ball. They've gone with the small ball thing, and Adams is such a big bruising center. Um, not really sure what they would do. They could play Gallinari at center in that scenario, but I I, I would love to see it. Um, what do you think, Shannon? I think it would be a fantastic series. I mean, that that's the interesting part about the West is you've got those top six, seven teams that are all so damn good. Um, six teams, I think. That it's just going to be it's going to be fun, almost no matter who is matched up in that bunch. Um, with the Kings, Luke Walton is a garbage coach. Oh man, Fox <laughs> Fox is out last night, so you have your best scorer on the team, Buddy Heald, only plays twenty six minutes. And he was good in those 26 minutes. 26, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he had four personal fouls. That might be part of it, I guess. But he had the, you know, he was plus five on the night. I you're saying Harrison, you're saying Harrison Barnes and Kent Bazemore shouldn't be getting more field goal attempts than Buddy Heald, mm. <laughs> which is what happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Alex Len had a nice game though, Ken. Yeah, yeah, Alex Lund back from the dead. You know, we'll see how long uh, Holmes is still out, but double double, a kind of weak double double, but eleven points, eleven boards, one block, twenty over twenty one minutes. Uh, most, Giles is still starting, but Len actually getting some minutes at least. Most notably, Alex Lund helped stop my uh, player prop uh, of the night last night, which was Stephen Adams over twenty three and a half points, rebounds, and assists, and mm-hmm. Stephen Adams proceeded to get. 23 uh so lost by a half a stat um <laughs> also also last night andrew wiggins did not play against the lakers that was a late scratch due to an upper back injury um <laughs> can you have in our notes that lebron's groin injury you have the groin in quotation Whoa, marks yes yes i'm not believing if if the T Wolves could get fined for Russell, I don't know why the Lakers can't get fined last night for LeBron's quote unquote groin injury. Uh, but uh, with Wiggins, it doesn't seem like the kind of ridiculous night off that LeBron got facing the worst team in the NBA. So I guess uh, the back, oh, anything back, always scares me. So I I'm merely bringing this up. I know in our analysis we said, hey, the Warriors are just playing it safe with their new forward, but folks should know about it. I always get concerned with back injuries. Warriors 
uh, were 10-point underdogs at home for most of the day. I'm not really sure how it shifted once the Wiggins news was out, though that certainly didn't help. That said, I'm pretty sure they still covered the first half spread because they were only down by two. Um, and I do think that's something with the Warriors where teams kind of just, they don't try that hard in the first half. They want to see how much they can get away with when they're playing the Warriors. And then in the second half, they really put the clamps down. Um, but yeah, that was a loss uh, for Golden State, 116-86. to 86, So they did not cover. Um, Draymond Green played 10 minutes. Um, the only players that played 30 minutes were Damian Lee, Jorgen Poole, and... Kai Bowman usually not going to result in wins no. uh, if, no. if that's the case. You guys were um, talking. Say, you guys were talking Jordan earlier in the old heyday of the Bulls when they played a garbage team. They would do just the opposite of what you said, Alex. Right. Where Jordan would be like, <laughs> up the I want, He would be like, I'm going to get my 30 in the first half so I can take the rest of the night off, and he did. Like he just knew it too. He just like, yeah, I got. I, you know, I'm not going to let them, my points per game average slip, so I'm just going to score 30 in the first and then. Take a siesta. Okay, we have, uh, before we get to our main topic, we have a message from Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NBA season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props, like the one that I mentioned last night, or just before. Uh, They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in respective sport. Not sure if that includes Steven Adams. (laughs) <laughs> Choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or the under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive is over $2,000 guaranteed daily in prizes for its NBA contest. Use promo code RW when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $25 on your first deposit. There's a great deal. Please download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. That's promo code RW. How about the Karis LeVert? Points plus rebounds, 27 and a half for tonight. Taking over or under there. Oh, you got to get all over that. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is... I, I will say that is really nice um, to have a, a player prop with fantasy points because so many people who I assume listen to this podcast and people like us who play a ton of fantasy, it's a lot easier for us to kind of see a fantasy point total and scoring points, like points plus rebounds. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying in general though, if it is a if it is a fantasy point total, um, that that can help. Um, it, it can it, you can help eyeball that sometimes uh, depending on what it is. Okay, so rest of the season free agent picks, we have a lot of post all-star game lineup changes. There's been a ton of injuries um, and uh, that's opened up a few interesting free agent options for us. Someone that I like um, in Miami uh, is Jay Crowder, who uh, I, I don't have the ownership percentage in front of me in Yahoo. Yes, I do. Uh, 46% owned in Yahoo. So he's, he's likely available, especially if you're in like a 10 team league or something like that uh, over the past month. He's ranked 43rd in per game value. Um, a lot of that uh, has to do with his, uh, his his defense. He's 1.7 steals over the past 10 games. He's also chipping in 2.6 three-pointers. Now, he has been a weirdly – he's an inconsistent three-point shooter, so I don't necessarily expect the 2.6 threes to Streaky. stick. Yeah. Streaky. Uh, but he's taking six a game uh, over the past 10, so that's a good sign. Uh, should at least get you some volume there. Um, and nice, I just think it's a nice surprise. Ahead, yeah. It's a nice surprise because he was starting in Memphis. They couldn't pry him out of the starting lineup in Memphis. And you kind of assumed he was going to the bench and did come off the bench. Now he's sort of oscillating between the Miami Heat starting lineup and the bench. They've had Kelly Olenek started the other night. I think he's going to start again tonight. But, uh, yeah, as, as somebody on Rotowire wrote, he, he's becoming the gem of this Iguodala trade for those guys. Yeah, he was someone that um, he's just been a solid rotational piece for a lot of playoff teams throughout his career. Kind of a eighth or ninth guy can come and play solid defense. Um, you know, good, can guard wings and forwards because he's got a he's got a good body type um, and just someone who will keep you afloat in fantasy if you need someone for the rest of the year. Streaks. Go ahead, Cam. No, I was just say you ride his streaks when he's hot. Play him. Absolutely. 
my my favorite pick I've been, I've been banging this drum for the past couple shows at least since the trade deadline. Malik Beasley is still vastly on their own at both Yahoo and ESPN. Sixty three percent on Yahoo, fifty four percent on ESPN. It makes zero sense. He is a top 100 player over the past month. Uh, he's like top 70 since he got traded to Minnesota. He could he could very well lead the NBA in three-pointers made from now until the end of the season. He's he definitely going to lead in attempts. He's going to lead in attempts, right, that's right. for sure. <laughs> like he, he should be owned in you know, every size league, 18 leagues. He should be owned. I, I, I can't envision a format where he should not be on. So if you happen to be in one of those leagues where he's still available, pick him up. He's going to get you yeah, I agree. a free throw percentage. He's yeah. Half the, a lock last game, last uh, 14 days. Uh, Ken, who do you have? Sorry, Alex, I cut you off, though. No, no. no. Were, I, was, gonna say? I wasn't adding oh, much. Oh, uh, I'm going back to the well. I think I've recommended him. As a free agent pickup, maybe in every podcast we've ever done. Gorgie Jang, now with Memphis, last three games, 12.7 points, 7.3 rebounds, 1.7 blocks, and one three-pointer per game. They're without Jackson for a while. Now they're without Brandon Clark for a while. There's suddenly a real lack of bigs, and uh, Gorgie's had two out of three great games with Jackson out. Uh, he had a stinker, but I think that was small ball against Houston. Uh, anyway, get Gorgie. Yeah, I mean, with um, yeah, with the injuries in the Grizzlies front court, um, they are they're going to need to play him. And we saw him, you know, with Minnesota before have some really good games uh, when Towns was out. So Jang is someone who uh, I feel like you can you can trust probably down the stretch. Um, my next guy, I mean, he, I mentioned him before, Damian Lee with the Warriors. There's a slight concern about Curry coming back, but I do think that will mostly uh, affect Kai Bowman. And even still, Damian Lee is ranked the 66. Led the team in yeah. shot, shot attempts last night against the Lakers. Right, ranked 66th over the past month. Um, great three-pointers, 2.7. Uh, good steals, 1.2. Also hitting 95% of his two free throw attempts per game, which is nice. Uh, someone who all year they've seemed to have uh, a lot of either confidence or desire in to play him, to develop him, and potentially keep him for uh, for next year. I mean, he's he's played 43 games for them, 28 minutes a game. I mean, he's he's been one of the guys who's been steady, um, a, a steady part of their rotation throughout all the weird iterations of the team. And so I just think they'll likely continue even when, when Curry is back, and there are some people who may have dropped him in anticipation of that, uh, and I, I would be ready to scoop him up. Um, Shannon, wise what else it, you got? Wise advice. Oh, I want to oh. urge Shannon. That's wise advice, Alex. Thank you. I want to urge Shannon. Shannon, take us to Philadelphia for a sweet pick that only has 19% ownership on Yahoo. All right. I'm going to shake things up here. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're in play. Shake, shake Milton. Absolutely needs to be scooped up. Absolutely. Um, for, I mean, for as long as Ben Simmons is going to be out, I think Milton's yeah. going to be a solid play. So, you know, we're working at what, a couple weeks probably with Simmons to be determined. But yeah. I think in the next two yeah. weeks, he's probably probably going to be sitting out. You know, Milton's just been solid. Over the past four games, he's got, he, over the past four games, he's averaging 16 points, three rebounds, four assists. Brett um, Brown loves him. Yeah, you know, a lot of this, helium in the press. Yeah, you know, this he he's hitting three point eight three pointers per game over that stretch. He is also just unconscious right now from downtown, shooting seventy two percent, almost seventy two percent from that during that four game stretch. So he is going to cool off a little bit, but he's got three starts in a row. He's played over thirty minutes in back to back games. You know, as long as Simmons is out, I like Milton as a solid ad. Couldn't you even see a scenario where they move Milton to shooting guard? When Simmons comes back, and maybe Milton guards on defense, is still guarding point guards, but catching shoots from behind the arc, which the Sixers have been desperate for all season. Uh, when Simmons come back, comes back, it's possible. Uh, I mean, you know, have have Milton go to shooting guard, 
you have you know essentially Richardson and, and Milton will be the de facto guards on defense, with yeah. Simmons guarding the small forward and Harris guarding the power forward. You know, Horford back to the bench essentially in that scenario. It's certainly possible. I mean, I, I think he would be a better option than Burkan. Um, better than Robinson, Glenn Robinson. The the 76ers depth remains shaky. I mean, they got the Bur- they got Burks and they got Robinson, which was nice. But I think when it comes to playoff time or down the stretch or when they're trying to figure out who their playoff, playoff lineup is going to be, I think a lot of times it's just going to come down to who's hot on any yeah. given night. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Milton, uh, this season with, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid off the court has a 23% usage rate. Pretty good. 33 fantasy points per 36. Um, so he's someone who I think you can trust uh, as long as as long as both of those guys are out and really as long as Simmons is out. I think Shake's going to he's yeah. going to play. I, I think Simmons is the key because um, he has started alongside Simmons um, for a handful of games earlier earlier this year, like in late January. So early February, I I, as long as Simmons is out, I like Milton as an ad, but I think he's temporary. Ken, who else you got? Uh, uh, this is for deeper leagues, and maybe it should be brought up later, but you didn't introduce me. So I'll, I'll go uh, for much deeper leagues at the point guard. Minnesota, Jordan McLaughlin, 21 minutes per game over the last seven games. I always find D'Angelo Russell to be fairly fragile. Uh, what I like about McLaughlin is he gets you three-pointers, assists yet shoots well he's been shooting 47 percent on the season and if you're in to league he's a point guard getting you less than one t- turnover game actually at 0.7 so uh i love the combination an upside of threes assists and solid field goal percentage with low turnovers but again deeper leagues jordan mclaughlin i think his ownership's less than 10 percent in yahoo something uh Ridiculous. He's more appealing. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be more appealing in deeper leagues, uh, leagues with daily moves, because then you can just start him when when D'Angelo Russell sits, because yeah. that's really going to be the key to his value. I mean, he's had good games uh, where D'Angelo Russell has played. Last game against Miami, 31 fantasy points. Uh, there was a loss to Boston where D'Angelo Russell played, where uh, McLaughlin had 27 fantasy points. So there are going to be some games where, he, especially since he's such uh, he's such a good passer. Um, and he, he can rack up some steals for you. So, yeah, I think deeper leagues is the right call, but daily moves leagues makes a lot of sense, too. Um, my last guy that I, that I have on this list is Trevor Ariza. Talk about someone who is inconsistent and streaky. Um, especially if you play DFS, you know that if you lock him in, he might get you 35 fantasy points, or he might get you 3.5 fantasy <laughs> points. Yes, um, so true. But he looked uh, tired last night. He, was, he, he did drain a three late to keep minute. But he also had a look on his face. He had that, uh, oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh, Danny yeah, Glover on his face. <laughs> yeah, this scenario without Damian Lillard is not really what he signed up for. Um, <laughs> but someone that, that we, we've seen in the past, I mean, we all know who Trevor Reza is. I don't have to like belabor the point. He, he's getting 33 minutes a game over the past month. 1.8 steals, that's obviously great. Always a threat to hit three or four threes on any given night. His field goal percentage and free throw percentage are going to be good because he really only takes high percentage looks. You know, he doesn't. <laughs> Trevor Reese is not anyone who's like, well, there's five seconds left in the shot clock. Let's uh, let's ISO Trevor Reese and see if he can cross over pull up. Uh, so he's always taking shots within his range, um, and someone who I just think is a decent ad and and should continue to contribute for the rest of the year. And someone who, um, in a in a weekly lock league, uh, his some of his inconsistencies end up balancing out. So I w- I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, I've got two names to offer up here uh, before we move on. Kobe White has been ridiculous Ooh, since He is a top five, or sorry, top twenty-five fantasy player over the past two weeks. That's that's only four games for most teams, five for a couple. Um, he's just been he's just been ridiculous. He's averaging twenty-eight points per game uh, over that stretch, shooting fifty-three percent, ninety-one percent from the line. Um, I just, I've, I've always loved Kobe White. Um, I think he's the most electric scorer of this draft class. Um, you, whatever that means, figure it out on your own. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. And I think he's going to continue to light it up for the rest of the season. Um, one of the worst, uh, one of the worst official headshots though, in the NBA, someone take a new picture for Kobe for next season. It's terrible. Well, 
I like it. I love his hair. I, I want his hair. Um, he he's just really good. Help you. He'll help you with three pointers in particular. Uh, he can pick up assists. He, he's usually mainly used as a scoring option for the Bulls. But I mean, it doesn't sound like Chris Dunn's coming back. Um, he might not move into the starting lineup, but that doesn't matter. He's still going to see thirty. Five straight games but, of thirty minutes or more. Yeah. Uh, I think off the bench for all of those. Still, he's he's only he's under sixty percent owned on both Yahoo and ESPN. So he's one of those guys where it's like eight, ten team leagues. If he's available in your league, I think he's worth consideration. I, I mean, there's a long list of guys that you own that that are on almost every roster in that size league that he's been better for the past for the past two weeks, for the past month. Um, the other guy is Harry Giles for the Kings. Um, uh, this is more of a temporary one. Uh, essentially, however long uh, the Kings back or front court remains banged up, and Giles is starting. He is worth a look. Um, not not highly owned. He's only owned in about 24% of Yahoo and 20% of ESPN. Um, more of a 12 or 14 team play, but you know, averaging 12 points, uh, eight rebounds, two and a half assists, shooting 58% from the floor over the past four games. Uh, I believe he started all four of those. Yep. Um, so he's solid at. Uh, he's extremely talented. Extremely talented player. And as, as far as Kobe White goes, he's taken at least 18 field goal attempts in each of his past three games. And in the six games that he's done that this season, he's averaging 29 points, four and a half rebounds, 2.3 assists, and two steals. So um, if he continues seeing this kind of usage and this kind of workload, now I don't expect him to continue shooting 52% from the field and from three. But someone who's basically taking 20 shots a game, you know, unless they're like absolutely horrible is probably you they have to be on a fantasy team like there's there's almost no justification for not having that player on a team um okay let's move on to some daily fantasy uh all the prices that we reference will be in regards to FanDuel um Ken do you want to run us down the list quickly of guys who are out slash doubtful questionable that the whole injury report sure out we got and this is not everybody, but uh, the big names, right, right. Carl Anthony Towns, Clint Capella, Andre Drummond, we mentioned. Malik Monk is out. Uh, some guys have been out for a while, like Marvin Bagley. You're mentioning, you know, how beat up the front court is in Sacramento. Uh, let's, uh, any other big names we miss in there on the out list? Uh, I think, I think that's, that's most of the ones who are at least relatively recent. You know, there are going to be some guys who have yeah. been out for a John long Wall's time. John Wall still out. <laughs> yeah, Marcus all still out. Still out. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, as far as guys who are questionable, we have Darren Fox, who didn't play, uh, did not play yesterday due to an abdomen injury. I kind of mentioned before that he's been beat up all year. Um, Ibaka is questionable. That's a big one. Um, yeah, if he's out, then it's going to be a yeah. huge, going to be a huge Chris Boucher, Rondé Hollis, Jefferson Knight in DFS, uh, and then Luka Doncic uh, with a thumb injury. Um, and we have a pretty decent sample size of, of what to do in that scenario. Um, I think Donch is leaning on the probably play because he played okay. first the thumb injury, but uh, obviously big enough star. If there's any flag, you got to get nervous about it or at least monitor. Right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kick things off quickly here. Um, so Utah and Orlando both play tonight. They are both bottom 10 in pace. And they are both expected to score over 120 points tonight. Um, Gee, why would have, Utah be expected to score a lot tonight, Alex? They're playing the Wizards of <laughs> Washington. <laughs> At home as well, in Utah. If there's yeah. ever a slump buster for a slow-moving offense. I would not argue with anyone who would take the over on that team total. If you, <laughs> if it was yeah. like, you know. Uh, but anyway, or, Orlando's playing Minnesota. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, you know, I, I, I like all of the, you know, all the main guys, Donovan Mitchell at 7,300 feels like a steal 45 fantasy points over the past three games. He scored a third of his team's points over that stretch. Uh, Vucevic at 9,000 going against Minnesota, who doesn't really have a reliable center. He's got 48 fantasy points over the past seven games. And Aaron Gordon, who has decided to be good at basketball again, 43 fantasy points this <laughs> month at 7,800. Um, uh, and then I guess. My, my, my last main point as far as teams being paced up, Miami's 24th in pace, and they're expected to score 116 versus Dallas, who loves to push it. 
Um, Adebayo, uh, I do like at 9,100, 48 fantasy points this month. Jimmy Butler, 8,300, 42 fantasy points this month. So, you, you, I mean, you might be able to construct a lineup with almost all those guys in there um, and then build around from there. But even the role players on those teams could have a big night because they might yeah. be getting like 10 more possessions than usual to rack up some stats. Yeah. Also, it's those, kind, those kind of an old in. Oh, go ahead, Shannon. Sorry. Those players on those teams with the slower paces, like they're – it's embedded in their price. Like they are priced cheaper because of their slower pace. Yes. That's why, like I love Gobert tonight. He's 7,600. Sure. I mean, he's, he, he's on a little bit of a tough stretch for him, but this is, this is the perfect game. Yes, to break out of it. So like Mitchell at 7,300, Gobert at 76, any of those guys that you mentioned on Miami or on the magic, like they're, they're great. I mean, go look at what Aaron Gordon's done the past mm-hmm. handful of games. And it's even beyond that. I mean, he actually, his 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 stretch of dominance, we'll call it that, we'll call it dominance, Aaron Gordon, started before the All-Star break. It did. I mean, he's been really damn good and pretty much a lock for over 40 fantasy points for, like, the past handful of games. Now he gets one of the faster-paced teams to match up against. He's probably going to do it again tonight. Um, but those those guys, I just love all those guys tonight, and I'm going to be mixing and matching. Gobert and Mitchell are going to be hard for me to move off of, though. Yeah, on um, on Wednesday, uh, on our, our gambling roundtable article, I took Aaron Gordon as a prop bet over 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists against the Hawks. He had 41, uh, so he was he was doing really well there. Ken, um, who who who's catching your eye on on this slate? Well, again, talking about cheap guys on slow teams, I like uh, as as my one of my cheap plays, Boyan Bogdanovich, forty eight hundred versus Washington at home in Utah. Joking about the terrible Wizards defense, uh, and as you pointed out, really all the reasons you've already listed, uh, I like Boyan as one of my cheapos tonight, forty eight hundred. Uh, should mention, um, I think this is as of this morning. We. Some more guys that are questionable. Trey Young is questionable with an illness. Illness. Danilo Gallinari also questionable. Um, so keep those names in mind. The, uh, the the Thunder are playing Milwaukee, but they're in Milwaukee on the second night of a back to back. That could be a rough game for the Thunder. They could score like ninety five points. So we have we have a, a few teams. There's New Orleans. Uh, oh, who else on the back end of a back to back here? Uh, so you have OKC, you have Sacramento. Uh, I think that's it. OKC and Sacramento. Yeah, and both those, it'd be interesting to see what they do. OKC, OKC is more worrisome. Like I think, I think they could have a couple healthy scratches beyond just Gallinari. I mean, it would not surprise me. They really pulled one out yeah. last night. So, uh, okay, uh, Ken, uh, who else you got here? Um, I am leaning to Lonzo Ball against a terrible backcourt defense of the Cavaliers. So Ball's at 6,600, also playing at home. Cleveland's given up the second most uh, fantasy points to point guards. So I have Ball in my lineup at 6,600. Highest over-under of the night, 237. Yes, exactly. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Big uh, I, here's a cheap option that I like. Uh Dario, it's me, Dario. I, you know, that's pretty good. He, yeah, enough. Uh, Ubre, Ubre's out, right? I'm not. Ubre's out. Ubre's very out. Okay, very out. Yeah. Dario, Dario Sarge started the previous game. I'm assuming he's going to start again tonight. Uh, if that's the case, I like him. He's only 3,800 on FanDuel. I don't expect much from him. He only had about 21 fantasy points in, in his the most recent start, um, but. He's really damn cheap, and he'll get the minutes. Um, now, I'm going to piggyback. I'm going to steal this one from you, Ken. This also means I like Devin Booker, who is yeah, dirty yeah, cheap, 7,300. 7, uh, but with Ubre out, just it, it should, in theory, mean more shots for Booker. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, you, Ken, you mentioned Lonzo. I mean, it's, it's hard not to like any of those New Orleans guys. Uh, expect to score like 125 points against the Cavaliers. Uh, Zion has the yeah. potential to have his best game of of, of his career. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I don't. I, I'm interested in Vucevic, or excuse me, Jokic. I'm interested in Jokic. The concern is that 
this will probably be a defensive battle. It's in L.A. against the Clippers. But I also don't really trust Montrezl Harrell or Zubas to slow down Jokic. And there may not be as many possessions as would be, quote-unquote, ideal. Um, but, I mean, Jokic is someone who I think over the past, basically this month, he's averaging 57 fantasy points, and he's at 9,800. Um, so he could go relatively under-owned, um, I think, compared to his his upside because it's a it is a tough defense, but I think the one place that it's bad is yes. is where he is. I agree. Uh, opposing centers typically do really well against the Clippers, um, and seeing him under ten thousand, given the way, he, given how dominant he's right. been for the past month or month six weeks or so, uh, is makes it him extremely appealing. Now let me ask you guys uh, about a cheap option at center. How do you feel about Tristan Thompson at five thousand? At New Orleans, no Andre Drummond tonight. Theoretically, it's good because the pace of that game is going to be out of control. Uh, he played 32 minutes uh, against Philadelphia. That was always a good sign. That was the first time he saw at least 30 minutes since January 20th. Uh, and Thompson, when he when he uh, when he sees minutes in the in the 30 range uh, this season, is averaging 33 fantasy points. You're getting him at 5,000. Um, Derek Favors, I think, is actually kind of a good matchup for him. Uh, Favors got that low center of gravity. He's a big body. He can try to keep Tristan Thompson off the boards. Um, but I actually do like him. I think I think that's a sneaky. I think that's a great like sneaky GPP play. Someone who definitely has forty fantasy point upside um, at, at a price. This this is one that I do worry about because of the matchup. Because uh, New Orleans, the one area like it. New Orleans, always fast-paced game. Guards have done really well against them. Uh, wing players, but centers typically do not. Big men have not done well. Um, and in the one appearance against New Orleans this year, Thompson got the start, played 23 minutes, and only had 16 fantasy points. So somewhat concerning. I, the matchup for me, it's not ideal, but the fact that Drummond's sitting certainly makes it a little bit more appealing. And, and the price tag's right. I mean, 5000 it's hard to avoid that. Yeah, Ken, I, I think it was good that you brought up centers because there are a lot of interesting center matchups tonight. You could build 10 lineups and have almost a different center in each one. I mean, you have you have Vucevic against Minnesota. We mentioned Jokic. We mentioned Gobert. DeAndre Ayton's going up against the Pistons. You have Valanciunas against the, the depleted Kings. Um, uh, we mentioned Derek Favors and Tristan Thompson. Um it's just there's just a ton of guys. Like I don't know if Steven Adams is gonna be able to get out on the three point line to check Brooke Lopez. Not that he really hits threes anymore. Um, but yeah, a lot of interesting center options on the slate uh overall. Um did, is there one last person uh that you want to touch on, Ken, before we move on? Uh no, no. I had Devin Booker, but Shannon brought him up. Uh I, I, I am a little curious about Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie carrying the point now for Brooklyn. I don't know if Young being out is good or bad. Uh, but I am awfully tempted by Dinwiddie at 7,300. Curious what you two think. Uh, if Young is out, that actually makes things harder for Dinwiddie. <laughs> uh, I like LeVert more. Um, sure. maybe, maybe this is just because you know, LeVert's, LeVert's coming off the monster game, um, but just LeVert's got more. Dinwiddie, uh, over the past handful of games, has seemed to defer to LeVert on the offense end more. And LeVert also has a higher defensive upside. Um, so if you're getting three points per steal, uh, it's hard for me to move off of LeVert. They're basically the same price, right? I think 7200 for LeVert, 7300 for Dinwiddie. So I'd like, I'd like Dinwiddie at that price, but I would actually rather go LeVert if I'm thinking between the two. Yeah, Brooklyn expected to score 119 points. Uh, that is fifth on the slate. Um, so I think, I mean, that's a good matchup. I mean, there are going to be a lot of people who, especially, especially if Trey Young is in, who are going to stack that Brooklyn Atlanta game, um, in, in DFS and hope for a, you know, a 130 to 135 regulation finish. Um, can enough of DFS, I've, I've had enough. I, I want to <laughs> hear you. I want to hear you complain about something. Actually, I'm giving a tip of the cranky old man's Washington Bullets hat to Earl the Big Cat Lloyd, who passed away almost exactly five years ago today. 
Lloyd broke the NBA color barrier on October 31st, 1950, as a member of the Washington Capitals. He was one of three African-Americans drafted uh, in the 1950 NBA draft. The other two were Chuck Cooper of the Celtics and Nat Sweetheart Clifton by the Knicks. But Lloyd, uh, due to the schedule, wound up playing the first game for the, uh, uh, of those three for the Capitals. The next season, he serves in the U.S. Army during the Korean War. Can you imagine any of today's NBA stars uh, taking a year off for service? Uh, and then Lloyd returned to the NBA in 52. He wound up playing in nine seasons in the NBA for the Capitals, Syracuse Nationals, and Shannon's Detroit Pistons. That won a championship with Syracuse in 55. He's the Jackie Robinson of our game, though Lloyd often said he didn't deserve that comparison, as he said the hoops, the hoops community was more used to integration due to the college game. Lloyd was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2003. He was a defensive stud per his coaches and said about garbage he'd hear from racist fans, quote, my philosophy was, if they, aren't, if they weren't calling you names, you weren't doing nothing. If they're calling you names, you are hurting them. Thank you, Earl Big Cat Lloyd. That was nice. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Um, appreciate Educational that. Educational uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, mispronounced names. Uh Shannon, I saw you wrote down a Bojan thing. Did, did something happen there? I'm not sure what that one was. I think, I, you know what? I typed that in at the start, think, just assuming I'd get it wrong. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> but did I say Dummond instead of Drummond? I think you did say yeah. Dummond. Oh, yeah, boy. Awesome. That's terrible. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was just being witty. No, I, no, I just screwed it up. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Thrive Fantasy. If you're going to play on Thrive Fantasy, use the promo code RW and you get that $25 deposit, $25 deposit match. It's a great deal. Ken, take us out here. For today's outro quote, we're going to Golden State via Los Angeles. Last year when DeMarcus Cousins was with the Warriors, a member of the Golden State organization said this about DeMarcus's penchant for playing slow jams when working out. Quote, man, you don't know if he's getting ready to make love or preparing to shoot a basketball. It's hard to work out when your mom's music is on. Attention passengers, this three-car fan has hit the end of the line. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.